I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Jay, how you all? Excellent. Thanks very much for joining us, mate. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Good, good. Um, before we start, mate, obviously we're doing our, our wee segment called Being a Ranger, where obviously we get to talk to people about what happened in their lives to make them become Rangers fans and just a wee bit about their journey and a wee bit about their, their love of the club. Um, before we start, obviously, I want to thank our two sponsors, G4 Claims and uh, KJG, um, who, without their massive amounts of help, we wouldn't make any of this uh, possible. And obviously, any any funds we raise through anything to the Patreon site go directly to the former Rangers Players Benevolent Club. So, Jay, let's get in. That may have been looking forward to this one. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't get a chance to pro- grab a proper chat at the live show. I think you were running off to work, weren't you? Unfortunately, I, I, I was uh, at the live show. It was great, but right. I had to... Had to get after the madness gig and strip right. the stage down. Brilliant. Um, look, maybe I, I always start this wee segment. I'll say always oh, start. I've only done one so far, but I, I like to start this wee segment with a wee bit about your earliest memory um, of, of Rangers and, and sort of just that wee thing that grabbed you. Was it maybe going to a first game? Did someone take you along? Or was it just... You You tell me, what was your, what was your earliest memory? Uh, maybe soonest. See when when Sunis like uh, became a player manager, that was when my earliest memory certainly uh, came about being a Rangers fan. That was the the kind of thing that kind of really captured my imagination for it. Mm. And was it just because he was coming over and, and he was a big name, or or what was it? No, it was just his tash. He, he, <laughs> it was it was like Tom. He walked in like Tom Selleck, and <laughs> I thought, "There's Magnum." And he uh, just he had that swagger about him. He's like, oh, "There's Magnum, bang, come in." He's like, "Here we go." He's like, "You uh, have a world class player coming in uh, to be player manager at Rangers," and it brought the it, it brought us 
right up um, from being maybe mid-table strugglers to maybe champions of Scotland. It was it, 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 you can see the similarities and the parallels between what Gerard did even a few years ago when he came in. It was that obviously ex Liverpool players and ex Liverpool captains and stuff, but obviously that the similarities between their two in terms of stature and in terms of drive, hunger, determination to make things better. Um, and like you say, mate, Killer Tysh for me, it was the kit, it was that top, that old CR Smith, that shiny top. Mate, I loved that top, absolutely loved it. Yeah. The, the the one after the one after it, I, I like the kind of hexagon type. Yeah, the wee, one the wee that was, the color one. Yeah, that that was yeah. that was the one that made me fall in love with it. You know, like yeah. Yeah, that 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 kit. I actually have that top um, just yeah. now. Um, pretty much, it's not it's not original, but it's still a damn good copy, mm. and I will own that original top eventually. <laughs> well, mate, that leads me on nicely. I take it. I, I was going to ask you about your favorite top or your favorite kit, but is that your favorite kit? Oh yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, it's it's still the kit that I, I have fond fond memories of. It's it's just I don't know. It's like the purple, the Rylop kit just now is is pretty much the exact same kit, except it's it's not a great colour. Right. You know, I like I love purple, and that just I don't. Just for some reason, I just don't see us playing well in that kit either. It's just something that just I don't like it, but I have it. Now, I think if you compare the old purple kit to this purple kit, the old one had the, the stripes and it had the darker, the much darker lilac, which I think gave it a bit of a better balance. Whereas this one, it is just pure one color, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's the is it doesn't it doesn't go for me. It's just I don't know. I I'm still I still have it, but Aye. I just it it doesn't. It's no one that I'd suddenly I wait well up. No, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just like. Mm, and see the one you're talking about, your your the hexagon one. You like this the soonest one. I mean, if I'm if I'm right, we always remember the top, but we don't remember the shorts. But the shorts were, were cool in that as well. They had I think they had the wee red and white or red and blue bar down the side. Yep, yep. yep. Um, I remember them. Um, they were short shorts though. Like he had like massive tree trunk thighs, man, and you see the shorts, man. It was uh, yeah. just not a flattering look. I think uh, they're like big Jason Reed's wrestling shorts, aren't they, them bad boys? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, mate. And listen, so, I mean, obviously you talked about Sooners coming in and that capturing your imagination and, and, you know, the charisma that he had, the swag he had. But do you remember, did you get along to any of the games when he was there? Were you too young? Or what, what do you remember about that period? Was what was your bit, first game? I was too young. Uh, I mean, that was, that was probably um, late 80s. When mm. when soon as came in, I would have been only about seven, eight year old when he came in. Um so I like I remember the I can't really remember the first game that I actually went to. Um I know I went to a Rangers a Rangers Celtic game, which was absolute madness. Uh, and we get beat one 0 Um which I wasn't too pleased because that was uh, Joe Muller with the throw in. And yes. they keep babbling on about us, you know. That was a, that was a go into us, and they, they managed to get a goal out of that, you know what I mean? But you see us moaning about it? Nah. It's not <laughs> a reference conspiracy, you know what I mean? Never, never, mate. Not in Scotland. Definitely not in Scotland. <laughs> um, but obviously, obviously saying that there, what, I mean, I've got me personally, I've, I've, I've been to quite a few games over the years, and I can remember certain games that really stick in my mind. Um but what was your? Do you remember your favorite game? Do you remember a, a, a game in particular that really just you, you, it stuck in your brain for whatever amount of reasons? Do you do you have any game that that does that for you? Leeds, 
Rangers. The Leeds. The, aye, the, the Rangers and Leeds game. game. Like, I think I was I was quite young as well at the time. I mean, it was the. I mean, the, the magnitude, I don't think I, I'd really uh, understood the magnitude of the game because mm. um, it was a, it was always dubbed as the Battle of Britain. And then when you look at that Leeds team, the amount of world-class players they had in that, I mean, they had Cantona, the height of his powers, and then kind of really didn't understand it. I was always going to, I'm like, that. We're going, we're going to win this game easy. And people were like, nah, you'll get humped. And it was like, all right, the atmosphere, I've never experienced an atmosphere since that. You know, it's like I've, I've been to some great, great games with great atmosphere, but mm. I will never experience that kind of, I don't think, I, again, that type the, of the atmosphere. I, it, was, it was phenomenal. The noise like, was, was incredible. Yeah. Like you say, mate, Rangers were written off at every quarter in that game, home and away. There, there was very yeah. much. And then obviously McAllister scored after a couple of minutes and, and everyone thought that was it. But What I mean, a goal. <laughs> what a goal. When you look back in that and you see that goal, he just pings it straight into the tap bin and it was like, well, fuck. And then it was as if, as if Rangers were like, oh, really? No bother, yeah. Moon. And we just dug dug in and like went to town. Right. I mean, mate, for for me, I I remember specifically that the the goals at Ellen Road, the, the goals that Hayley and McCoy scored, the two 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 probably the finest goals you'll see. Um, right. And we've scored obviously some phenomenal goals over the years, but those two goals in particular, I mean, what the silence, the crowd when Big Hayley's went in at the volley, you know, you just the whole crowd, you could just you could just hear a wee pocket of Rangers fans scattered. Around the yeah. place, and you could just hear them cheering, and the whole place was 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 dead. And I mean, the, like the, you the say, thing, the thing for me is, is when when you when you hear the the crowd, is that I'm pretty sure that we were banned for that, and you can see all the Leeds yeah. fans looking wins like aye, where aye. are they coming from? It's the, the the thing is we hate these goal as well. You see him running, taking that diagonal run, and he looks like that, and then he just pings it. You're like, yeah. what? It's like that. That's phenomenal. That goal as well, man. And like his the cross, f- obviously, for he- for for McCoy to score his diving header. I'm talking about that cross at the at the night, man. That yeah. was I was I was just reliving that again. I was yeah. like sitting like a like a wee guy, like ah, oh, there's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like sitting. I was I didn't even want to leave, man. It was great. I've, uh, I mean, that, that I've, I've, post, I mean, for for him to like take that run, you know, yeah. and just. Put it in, you know that like that's the kind of cross any striker wants. Yeah, and you want the one, the one person on is set, and he didn't heedle the ball. He doesn't heedle the ball, no, but he no. heedles it back. And you right. like straight in. Yeah, love it. Brilliant. I've I've seen some cracking games myself, mate. And, and and for me, one of one of my most memorable games was a European game against Villarreal, and we managed to dig out a draw against them, and it was one each. And I think it might have been Thomas Buffo. Or even Lovencrantz, who scored the equaliser, but we went one 0 down, I think, and it was Raquel May, um, the yeah. Argentinian player, and it was his first game back for seven months. Apparently, made it. Apparently, hadn't even started a game for seven months, and I've never seen a player dominate Ibrox the way the way he did that night. But do you remember any particular games, or even if you've watched them all on TV, where you've you've just stood up and looked at a player, you've watched the player, and you went, he's one, he's one I'd love to have on our team." This there's that many, you know. That if you think of the the stars that have been at Ibrox, you know, like Maldini, 
You know, I would have loved him to be, you know. <laughs> he's just mm. the the quintessential defender. You know, because like, we we had we had the goalie, you know, and I don't care what anybody says about Shagger, I'm sorry, but there is absolutely no competition when it comes to Gorham <laughs> and Shagger, right? There is he there, there is there is like the upper echelon of goalkeepers and you've got Gorham up there. Gorham's up there with uh, Buffon. A hand that can Oliver can, you know mm. they're they're the top top tier of keepers, and you know, Gordon was up there if he if he, if he was near such a big alky. <laughs> <laughs> I I tell you what, maybe man plays FIFA on the PlayStation all the time, and we still can't believe there is no Rangers players in the in the icons or the legends sort of thing. I still can't believe it. We've got a top, double European Golden Boot winner in McCoist. We've had players like Richard Goff. I mean, I suppose in a way you can sort of take the two so because he played for Rangers, but you know, real good Scottish quality players or British type quality players. There's none. There's none. And we had so like you said, I mean, you've got your Maldinis of the world, but at the same time, we also had we also had Terry Butcher, Richard Goff. We have had some quality defenders ourselves, John Gregg. You know, we've had some of the best best players in the in, in my opinion, some of the best players in Europe playing our team in our league. And and they sometimes often get a bad rep. That that's the that's the thing that really bugs me, right? Because the media and especially Sky, they they, they think of Scottish football as an afterthought, no, right? No. Yeah, the the past the past few years haven't been haven't been great for for any years, mm. right? However, like if you look back on the past um, teams that Rangers and Celtic have had, I mean, you've had you've got some world class players in there. You know what I mean? Like, look at that. Look at our nine in a row team, right? Mm. And you look at the team that Tommy Burns took us all the way. That they were two phenomenal teams. You know, they had they had people like Cadet, Van Hoydonk, Larson, Sutton, Hartson. You know what I mean? That's Picanio, just that Picanio as well. He went straight Picanio, straight right? down to England, straight down to England, and was it was a was a sensation down there. So oh. I think it just shows you as well, Jay, that obviously the the, the quality. I think. We all know because we, we we love our we love our team we love our league but we all know that that the Premiership is overhyped. Look at John McGinn. There was last year they were talking about John McGinn being fifty million. You know now there's no doubt he's a good player. There's no doubt he's a cracking player. But that was bang average. He's a bang average player. That, he's that, a, he, that, he works hard. He tries hard. I, That's the thing. He's he's a workhorse. He tries hard and he yeah. does have a bit of quality. But and again, I'm no way putting down him. But what I'm trying to say is that the 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 the, the leap from league to league. It isn't that massive, but I also think the expectation when players come down into our players come from the Premiership into our team and into our league, it takes them it takes them by surprise. It takes them a while to readapt or to adapt to that. Yeah, I mean, look at like if if you think John McGinn, Celtic fan, like self confessed, like if you if you take a John McGinn and say for example a Paul Lambert, there's no comparison. Like Lambert is went to Borussia Dortmund and won. The European Cup mm. would would a John McGinn do that? No. I mean, why why are these these players thought of in high? Why did it command high transfer fees? And this is where we sell, sell Scottish football and sure. our, our league sell us short because you have how many derbies have we got this season? We've got the Old Firm, you've mm. got the Dundee derby, you've got the Edinburgh derby, and the the other one. You know, you've got four derbies, and we are we are we are 
no even half of them aren't even on TV. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That that's is selling they're sold short so bad. The the our, our game is undervalued. It's oh, undersold. You only, you only need to look at the the, the balloons uh, run of the game. So you, you can tell where that comes from, mate. Yeah, I <laughs> Like, Listen, I want to break. I want to give you the next question. I want to break it down into two. Actually, if you don't mind, so I'm going to ask you your favorite player, but I'm actually going to take your favorite player from the past, and then your favorite player from the present. So I should have, I, I should have list, I should have given you the heads up on this so you can have a little think about it. But let's. I, I tell you what, mate. Let's even start with your present, and that will give you a wee bit of time to digest your your player of the past. Who would be your favorite player, even of of the last couple of years, or even this current this current team? Kamara. Kamara. Glenn Kamara, yep. The, what, what he does for the team, I think a lot of people don't realise how good that boy is. Mm. I mean, he keeps us basically ticking. I mean, the last couple of games he's been pretty bad by his standards, but uh, the boys just top quality. And I followed him at Dundee and I was like, he's a player that, that I would like. And then folk were sl- slating me it's, it's, yeah. he's got the kind of Lundstrom effect in it as well like yeah. straight away yeah. he came in he didn't he, did, he had a bit, a bit of a shaky time and everybody was slating him now look at him he's a mainstay mm-hmm. in the team I think the game against Celtic where he was hooked at half time and then he was dropped for the next game I, I personally think it might have done him a bit of good because yeah. he, he came back in as a sub against was it Hearts and scored that goal which was a smasher he set the defender on his arse and then managed to just put it past Gordon. And then he came back in for Jack, obviously, last week. And he seemed to just slot back in. And he was a wee bit more effective, you could see. And I think that's that's maybe giving him a wee kick in the in the bum. What do you think? I, I think so. I think, like, a lot of the players think they're undroppable at times. I mean, you look at, look at Goldson. He's he's putting down his, he's running down his, his contract he's going to go at the end of the season yeah, yeah. We're, we're, like let's not make any doubts about it he's he's trying to say that he wants a new contract no he doesn't he wants a big money move which is fine players are entitled to do that but don't treat us like we're mugs you know because that's what he did he, he swinters about thinking he's better than what he is whether if he actually concentrated and stayed doing what he's, he's good at doing he wouldn't have that I'm slipping into that Oh, uh, we're, we're three nothing doing now. The game's gone. Fuck right, off. Nah, I, mean, that's, no, I don't think he'll ever live that down. Mate. And I think for me, for me personally, Jay, I think you know, I think you're right. I think Goldson's going to go. Um, but I also think he will realise very, very quickly when he heads back down the road to England and he's playing for a West Brom or a you know a, a Charlton or somebody, somebody maybe in the top end of the Championship, lower end of the Premiership. He's going to realise very, very, very quickly. That the grass isn't greener. Do you know yep. what I mean? You're not going to have fifty thousand fans going nuts when you score. You're not going to have European football, and if we win this league this year, you're not going to have Champions League football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to be struggling. You're going to be, you know, and he'll never get an England call up. Let's be totally honest. There's too many yeah. good players in front of him, and we all yeah. rate him because he is. He can be when he's on his game. He can be so so good. But I think he's going to realise very quickly, and I think you're right, mate. So, but you've given me Glenn Kamara. If I can take you back to maybe yesteryear, and if you can give me your your favorite player, and I know there's probably loads and loads and loads, but maybe maybe your hero growing up, or maybe your maybe just somebody who you just just you just loved. I have two. One's <laughs> obviously Gorham because right, he's okay. the goalie, and the other one's Mark Cately. They like magic. He, he was a world class player, you know, and and I don't think people realize how good he was. Right. 
until like now looking back on it and like we had Mark Cately. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like beggars belief at right. times. You know, we had we had a if you if you look at his pedigree as well, he goes he goes out of Italy and there are like millions of folk are like, oh, like Mark Haley will go buy him a drink. You know, he's got yeah. a pub for people. He's like that here as well. But yeah. like that's how still they they think of him and how how good a player he was. And what what particularly about Gorham was it that, that was it just that, that the amount of Unbelievable sales, or what was it about him? Just his personality, but just everything. Just how, how, like, I mean, I, I, I think, like, when you look at him, like, and you, when you see athlete, you don't see Gorham as <laughs> being the athlete. What was it they called him? The flying, the flying pig, or something? Then they called him the flying pig. Right, but the, the things that that guy could do is like, if you look at like things. Um, for, for keepers, they were looking like all round ability. His shot stopping was phenomenal. Like his one on one was phenomenal. The only like even his distribution before his knee injuries, mm. he was doing that that kick up to Hately. Hately knock it down to McCoy's goal. The BFG they called it. No, mm. the big fucking boot punt up to Hately. He'd have done McCoy's <laughs> score goal. You know, it, it was such a weapon that we had as well, which we take we took for granted. And then he got his knee injuries, and kind of that was the down, the, the decline in him. Mm. But I mean, even like when they knees, the, the saves that he was pulling off were phenomenal. That's you know, like it, it was it was easy, like twenty points a season. We have yeah. the games that he played, man. Particularly the games against Celtic, mate. These are always the games that stick out in my mind, and 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 the amount of the amount of unbelievable saves. You know, reflex saves, the pure agility. Where you're, you're talking. He shouldn't make that. A guy that size and a guy that that stage shouldn't make that type of save, but he manages to do it. And for a short, for a relatively short guy in terms of goalkeeping standards, I think he's five ten, five eleven, at a push. You know, yep. when you've got when you've got goalkeepers nowadays at six six and six five, yep. you know, like and like you say, not in terms of athleticism, but in terms of pure ability. Again. I, I see what you mean about the parallels between him and Shagger and obviously that their their drive and their will to win. But Gorham was obviously a character off the pitch as well. Um, you know, and I think particularly because of the success of that team he played in as well, I think you're probably right that it just holds him slightly above McGregor in terms of, of, of stature and in terms of who would be the better keeper. Uh, like if you look at if you look at this there's 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 no many saves that, that you can pick up with Gorham and say that's better. I mean, you hit, there's there's about twenty, like you could rhyme off the top of your head with the, in the games that he done. There's one or two saves that McGregor's made that you can say, oh, that stands out. Like the one against Griffiths, that he touched it onto the post, mm. and then the the one in the European game when he got his pinky to it, and then he had that yeah. interview at the Ah, just put my pinky to it and it stopped. <laughs> you know, that's the difference. But when you look at when you look at the saves that Gorham made, like. The, the the first one that springs to mind is the the, the volley of Van Hoydonk, mm. but then there was twenty there's twenty other saves in that actual game where I remember you're thinking a header as well in that game I thought or was it Hemmer Cadet Hemmer Cadet had a point blank header and Gorm just threw an arm out at it and, yeah. and managed to get it away and you know penalty saves as well for such a small guy he, he got down right to his penalty saves as well so Aye. the same the same with Shagger right enough he's he's good with penalty saves as well. Aye. But you know, like there's there's no comparison to them. I think as well, Jay, that 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 even in the latter stage of his career, even even 
Walter and, and Sir Alex thought that highly of him that they wanted to take him to United when he was 36, 37 and, yeah. and give, give, him, give him a six-month contract as backup. And I'm not saying, this is not me saying, oh, Man United, massive, we're shit and all that there, but it was just, it was more to the fact that they still seem, you know, if, if anything was to happen to our number one here, we have a we have a fantastic quality goalkeeper in the background, and they knew exactly what motivated him and what drove him and what got him going. Well, look, see, see as well as you take it, his man, his man, your career, he had a few starts on that as well, and and made some massive saves for them as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like he, he, he went there just for for the payday. For the numbers. You could have. He, he, made, he, he was a squad player. He knew he was going to be a squad player, but he still he still made a part in that. I think he might have actually went away with a couple of medals as well mm-hmm. for that. So tell me something, mate. We're on the eve tonight, as we record this. We're on the eve tonight of a, of, a, of a pretty big European game for us. One of the biggest we've actually had in the last lot of years when you can t- when you consider the stature of the opposition. And we're about to play Borussia Dortmund away tonight. What do you think? What do you think, mate? How do you how do you think? First of all, we're getting into this in terms of form. How do you think we'll actually compete? Do you think we'll raise our game? Do you think it'll be another one of these ones where we go in and we're a wee bit scared, and and or do you think we'll actually go out there with a wee bit less fear and a wee bit less inhibition and maybe show them something? I think if we go out there with less fear and actually go and take a game to them, we we'll get something from it. I mean, the the game on paper, uh, they should win, right? However, they're in a bad run of form right now. You know, so our form is pretty decent. You know, this is this is a game that could go either way. It's a it's a game that can could make or break our season as well. You know, if we if we go there and take something for it, the confidence that that gives the gives the players as well um, is going to be second to none. You know, mm. we take a if we take a draw. You know, that's going to that's going to give standards in good stead. You know, we take a hammering, then players' confidence might take a dip. So it's. Yeah. It's it's one where where we're going to see the characters in the team. If mm. there's any, we're going to see anybody's cojones. And tell me, give us a give us a quick score prediction. I know it's difficult because obviously we don't know what way we're going to line up, what way we're going to go out there. But what's your gut feeling about tonight? Because I I think we we sometimes get as fans we get a gut feeling. You know, we hear wee things, we read a wee bit in the newspapers, and we go, "Do you know what? I think we could maybe grab something here." But what, what, what would you like? What score? I know, obviously, we'd like a win, but what, I mean, would you? Would, what score would you like? Two 0 Two 0 I think we can actually do it. I think we'll we'll get away with either a two 0 or a two one. Excellent. And I'd be happy remember, with that. Jay, I remember the game against um, Leon in the beginning of the campaign. I think it was the first game we played. And we, we seemed to go into that game with a wee bit of fear and trepidation. And we were, yeah. we, you know, it was kind of like, shit, this is Leon. They're, they're amazing. We didn't even start. We've already got out of second gear in terms of press and in terms of our playing our own game. But then I noticed in the game, in the very last game that we played them in the European game, or the last game of the, the, the European League sort of stuff, we went in there with no fear. And at times we played them off the park. That that that's the thing is when we when we go into games uh, with a high press, we will steamroll teams. When we go in with that half-assed, like slow build-up pass, it's like we're, we're fucked because it's like people are second guessing themselves, and that's the difference between uh, Van Bronckhorst tactics to Gerrard's. Gerrard's is is sticking to the system. You you have that long or oh, let's let's play play the pass, get the space, get the man in. But this time, like 
Van Bronckhorst has tweaked it and allowing telling players, look, yeah, stick within that system. However, he's given the players the ability to make their decisions rather than playing in that rigid system that they play in. So you've got your your forward thinking players like Kent. Kent can go beat players, you know, like the other players can run in. Morelos can take a step back. He's he's playing players through as well. So it's not like they're they're sticking to that um, that system that Gerard had. You know, they're able to do express themselves as well. And let me ask you something, mate. We've, we've obviously we got a huge reaction after the Celtic defeat and. Um, I think for me personally, a lot of that was down to the players obviously looking at themselves in the mirror a wee bit, but a, a, a massive part for me was Alfie coming back into the team. But we've obviously two, a fairly high-profile player in Aaron Ramsey coming into the team, obviously, and we've lost Balogun, but obviously Hollander's coming back. Do you see potentially Balogun and maybe Ramsey starting tonight, or do you think they're, do you think, what do you think, what are you, what are you going with in terms of that sort of duo there? I don't see Balogun starting tonight. I see Bassey being at centre half and one of the new boys playing at left back. Um, I hope I'm wrong because I think Bassey, you take a, a big part of Bassey's play away from, from the left for playing him. Right now, Bonner is, he's no himself. I mean, he's, I don't know, maybe maybe he was he was up for a move before and it's just he's retreated into his shell mm. because that player before, before it, it looked as if he was saying his goodbyes. Uh, one of the games before right. the second, and then he's right. he's back, and it's just like he's not he's back to the the burner that everybody wanted ready. I think it was you a know? Celtic game, Jay, at, at Ibrox when we beat them one 0 I think it was that game. He seemed to be quite right. emotional after that game, and that was the very last game before the the transfer window. And a lot of people thought, "Is that him going? Is that him saying goodbye?" But from that from that point, mate, we're we're talking night and day in terms of, of players. Yeah. But like you say, I think for me. Bassey is sometimes prone to a wee mistake because that's that's the, that's what happens when you're inexperienced. Um, yeah. I, I think I think Balogun's actually injured, so it's Hollander. But Hollander started in the Anning game and scored. Obviously, do you think he do you think he'll maybe slot in tonight? Do you think it'll be Hollander? Hollander's, and Hollander's not in the squad. Is he? He's, right? not, he's not in. The squad. He's not in the European squad. No, I, for me, Hollander's a stick on in every team that we play. Mm. Hollander is my number one centre-back. He is the best centre-back that we have. Um, he is your typical old-school defender. He thinks about actual defending rather than, oh, I need to play this silky pass yeah. to this person. Yeah. Get the body fuck. That's that's what you want, <laughs> your defender. Don't care. Put your face in front of it. Yeah, fuck, fuck everything. No. The, the, the one thing you don't want is a goal. You know, Keep the zero, as they say, and yeah. Hollander is is the perfect embodiment of that. He's the he's the guy that you want in the team rather than having this person that can run like sixty yards or pass ping a ball sixty yards. Yeah. No, you want the ball right out the park if you need be. You know, that's the one thing that we are guilty of doing is play trying to play out for the back, especially in tight games when yeah. we're maybe one up. You know, Ross County is a, a prime example. You fuck the ball into Rose Ed rather than trying to like pass the ball. You know that that's cardinal sin. You know what I mean. Get the Jay, what about what about Ramsey? Do you think Ramsey could come into the team tonight, or do you think it's more uh, more the fact that we've got him on the bench and we can let him? Do you think he's maybe up the scratch for this type of game? It, it could be a high intensity game in terms of us maybe not having a lot of possession and maybe doing a wee bit more chasing. Or do you think we'll go with his tried and tested tonight? I think it'll be the tried and tested, but if mm. outside the box, I'd put him in. 
because this is the type of player that that could that could give us that something extra that that other players will know. For. I mean, you can see what he's wanting to do. He's looking at that um, that third ball and like he's always thinking forward and no back. You know that's that's the thing. He's the penetrating runs a like say a Sakala or a Morelos. He he'll be the type of person that'll be able to find these players with two, three, four players around him. Mm. You know that that's what we need. We need a player of that ability to be able to go. Oh, here he sees something different to what our other midfielders will see. That's that'll be the difference. It'll be interesting, mate, because there's a hell of a lot of choices now in that central midfield sort of role. If you take if you take the usual three. And let's be honest, someone like Lundstrom's come in lately and, and really, really, you know, taken a big step into trying to cement the place. Jack's come in recently. I know he's out injured, but Jack's come back into the team and, and really done stuff. Kamara's come back in. We've got Davis, we've got Ramsey, we've got Arfie, we've got Arebo. So much quality there, potentially, see, to, to come in. I see Lundstrom playing tonight. Aye. And I see him put, putting a lot of doubters wrong tonight. Like, mm. you know, I, 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 I've sung the guys' praises since the day we got him. And a lot of people have me, you know, and that some of the some of the games that that he's had a lot of stick for, it hasn't he been justified? I mean, there's been the odd game where he's he's hanging with, but look at Stephen Davis. It took him how long? But six six months to get up to speed, and everybody's like, "Why oh, he's finished? Get get him to fuck." And then he was scoring. And then he was scoring overhead kicks last season. <laughs> exactly, you know, and that's the thing is, is, is most most of your fans think. Oh, let's get let's get this get him to fuck. They don't give Aye. players time to bed in. You know they're coming up for a different country or like England. You know or they're coming from from over from overseas. They expect them to hit the ground running. No knowing anybody, that's no it's no feasible. Yeah, yeah these it's always going to be players. the same, isn't it? It's just like you starting a new job, me starting a new job. You're going to take, and especially if you're going to a completely different country where you don't know anyone and you haven't got your family maybe in it. You're maybe living in a strange area with a strange house. You're not going to go out there and be a world beater and day dot. And I was I, like you, mate. I, I I didn't actually. I have to be honest. I didn't know a hell of a lot about Lundstrom, but after I seen his first couple of games, he seemed to sort of come in blow hot and cold a wee bit. He came out of the team. He then came back into the team and produced four or five man of the match performances in a row. And I was going, and then he made one mistake, and then he was straight back out again. And I, for one, I for one have been sort of saying we need to get him back in at times. And I know I probably said on the other hand, and, and you know, oh shit, get him out, but. There's other, you know, there's games specifically where, where you're looking for someone like that to come in who isn't afraid to make a challenge. And particularly the Hearts game, for me, what I loved about that game was that he, on the left-hand side, he, he slid into four or five challenges in a row and he won them. Do you know what I mean? And he showed yeah. that. And, and, you know, like you said, I hope he comes in tonight. I hope he, I hope he puts in a very, very strong performance and proves a lot of people wrong. See, that, that, that's thing. I can't remember that it was the cup game that we were playing. Uh, and he uh, he absolutely cemented the player way the but he took the ball and the man and mm. you've got everybody will oh he should have been sent after that fuck off it's like Aye. it's an unbelievable challenge and mm. you're still getting folk like no 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 that's 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 just the same as Porteous talent no it's no first off he, he won the ball he took the ball and the man and the guy got up after it but like all right cool. <laughs> you know that's the type of challenge that that that, that gets the crowd up as well because yeah, the yeah. Ibrox was flat at the at the time and he flew into that challenge. Bang! Everybody was up. Oh, here Not we go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like things like that as well get folk up. You know, and that's the kind of thing that you want to see. You want to see a player like that just crash into crash into players within reason. 
to get there. That, that, going back to Sunnis as well, like you look at the 3-0 game with us, that wouldn't be happen with a Sunnis on the team. Nah, we are playing with a bit of digs. Because they would have cemented somebody right away. All right. And then the, the crowd pun. You know, and you well, can imagine that, well, if that happened. Yeah, that's the difference, mate. We did, I, I think we severely lacked a player like that. And and obviously, you know, again, not to pick on players and, and put them down, but that, that to me typified how important Alfie was to us in that particular yeah. game because he would have occupied the players. He would have bulged in them. He would have given them a wee bit. He would have rattled a few cages and that could have set the tone for the game. But because we didn't have that player, because we didn't have that, we looked inept. And that 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 was the first game that I ever like had a bad word to say about Kamara. Because there was two yeah. two goals. You know, I, I I've I love the guy. I think he's class and I always sing his praises. But that was the one game where he was just jogging. And there was a couple of times where you think he could get to that bar, mm. but it was just like, no, game's gone. Uh, that's the way I felt. And I'm like, mate, if that was me on that park, I'm going through everybody to get that bar. I'd be like Vino Gattuso. Like, you know, like, <laughs> that's my bar. Is that a 60-40 bar? No, that's my bar. You know what I mean? Like, nah. Still, still annoys me that game. I know, mate. I know. Well, listen. I don't. I, I, I know. I realise we're we're running slightly over time. So I want. I've got two final questions for you. But before before I give you that last question, what I want to ask you first of all, give me give me something. I mean, this segment is called being a ranger. So give, so give me something for you that that just that separates you know normal fans. For, for what what is it about you that what is it about our club that you love? What is it that sort of just gets you? And goes, that's my club. That's that's the one. like you say there. You you'd make that 60 40 ball your ball. What is that for you? What's that wee memory for you? Or what is that emotion for you? But that, pretty much the same as uh, as Moses, really. Um, I like take, I took my my boy. I I, I didn't want uh, them growing up like to pick a side or anything. If they wanted to support a, a team, they would do that. And he's. A Rangers fan, so I was like, "Do you want to go to the match?" He was he was always talking about wanting to go to the match, so I was like, "All right, I'll take you." And that was it. It was the it was the train the train uh, right there. So we got in. He's like, he's getting. You could see him getting a wee bit more excited as the fans were getting. He's like, his wee face was getting up, and then he was like, kind of aye. But it was it was the walk run, and as soon as you hit the corner, and you see the the. the the big stadium, the, the Ibox, and he just his face was like that was that was it, and it was like yes, I was like, hey, mum, mum, we'll go up and got got me his ticket, and then it was it was the it was the walk in. So see, when the, when I saw that man, I'm like, that's just that's it. that's what you want. That's the kind of memories that you want, you know. Right. Like my youngest, my youngest, he's autistic, so he he doesn't do anything like and. I'd taken Lane, the older one, to, uh, to a few games before, and then he wanted to go. I was like, "Are you sure?" I guess it was noisy for the subway, so we had to take like noise cancelling headphones for him and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But it was the fact that he went and he. I was like, "I'm going to have to take his iPad." The law. I'm like, aye, aye. "I don't know," but he actually like hang with it as well. It was like it was it was brilliant because we we I think it was a I think it was a friendly that where we won like three 0 and he was like, uh, it was great, like seeing it at his face, like, oh, Rangers. And he was like, he, he sometimes he just comes up, but I know half the time he's not interested, but the older boy, he's more, he's more into it, which yeah. is it's good, you know. So I'm trying to 
uh, work my way into getting season tickets. <laughs> I think for any, I think for any parent, mate, it is that, isn't it? It's 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 the the opportunity to see that on your kid's face because for 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 you yourself, maybe you you had that same experience. I know that I did. I know I can remember. Obviously, we travel over in the boat, and and we when we make it over in the boat, we used to, used to go to the I think it's it's we used to be called the Swallow the Swallow Hotel. What's it? I can't is it, I can't remember yeah. what the name of it is now. But we used to then walk round. So we'd come round, and it was that same thing. You'd walk around the corner, you'd be waiting for the houses to clear, and then you'd see the corner of the Ibrox and not and the stadium. And you know, particularly if it was a dark day or if it was an overcast day, they maybe have the floodlights on, and you just see the big pillar of light shining up. And that you know, and then that walk up the steps and and the, the big green pitch with all the blue seats, it, it, nothing beats it. Nothing beats it at all, mate. Yeah, nothing beats it. it. It's, it's class. I mean, the walk up the steps for me was like, <laughs> we were on a club deck, man. I was gasping. <laughs> Reading an oxygen mask. I'm like, oh my God, why did I pick up here? <laughs> brilliant, so like, brilliant, mate. Now, listen, brilliant. before I finish, I've, I've got one more question about for you, and it's about the end of the season. But I want to ask you about the, the, the pod, because obviously, you know, I've been on, I'm fairly new to it, and um, you've obviously been watching for a while and listening in on a while. What, what is it about the pod that you, that you enjoy? Because uh, I've never actually asked this before, but what what is it about the actual watching the pod or listening to the pod? Or, or you tell me what your experience of that is. I've been, it's, it's a varied, it's a varied, um, like fan base. So it's no, it's no everybody's going to have the exact same opinion. Everybody has different, different opinions. And that's a good thing. I mean, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of content out there. You know, um, when it comes to stuff, but you know, I don't know what it is. When I've still stuck with, you know, like battle fever, mm. you know, like Kenfe. Obviously, we welcome the chase, so it's kind of just followed on for that. Follow the guys from their own to to this, and hey, that's that's basically what it is. It's just the the difference. I mean. Paul at seas is class when he gets drunk. So I think we need more <laughs> drunk Paul at seas. You know, we need we need another title win to yeah. get Paul back again, eh? Exactly. We just we need more we need more of that, you know what I mean? Because that was just a riot. It was great. It's like yes. I mean, half the time I watch a pod, I'm smashed. You know what I mean? Like my liver takes an absolute pounding. You know what I mean? Like so I <laughs> it's I just a well, case of... I think as well, mate, it's for me, you know, when I started as a fan before I got involved, and, and for me as well, it's it's the it's the guys in the comments asking questions, uh and and, and the interaction between because Whenever I'm doing the pod as well, I always read the comments. I'm always reading the comments and seeing all the banter and all and all the stuff that's going on there. And I think as well, it's the chemistry as well and the interaction between the guys in the comments. And and, and obviously, that's why I wanted to pull together this week's segment because I wanted to get to know people a wee bit better because the thing is, at the end of the day, we have one common thing and that's the love for the club. Yeah. It's, 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 it's actually quite good, man. And it is good that, 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 that the guys are letting fans get involved. You know, a lot right. of people don't do that. You know, that's that's the difference. You know, like, you look at the Patreon, like, I, I'm a member of that. And half the time, there's there's a lot for what you're, you're, you're about a tenner. Yeah. Do you know what oh, I mean? And three, 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 quid, is three quid a month? Three quid a month? You can pay more. You can pay more. Huh? You can pay more. I don't know if I'm paying a tenner or no. I just, I just assume that I'm not paying a tenner, but I don't really care because it's, it's worth it. Do you know what I mean? It's like the amount of content when you get the the women's stuff. You know, you've you know you get Ryan doing the disabled stuff. You know, there's so much. There's there's different aspects here. So I mean that that's the thing that kind of interests me as well is is how 
I mean, the, if you look at the disabled access for for Ibrox, I mean, it is, it's an aging it's an aging stadium. Yeah. How would they, how are we going to bring that into the this century? You know what I mean, and make the 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 disabled access better for for guys like Wee Jamesy. You know, like yeah. you look at them the other the other week, man. It was it was absolutely teeming doing pissing away a rain and everything and you've got the young boy and, and that, you know what I mean? That's that's no good. I mean we need to, we need to get those facilities better for these guys, you know? And yeah. that's the kind of thing like having this is like it opens up an avenue that maybe like say myself wouldn't know about. Mm. You know, that's the kind of thing that we should be looking at. And and I think the board really need to have a wee look at that as well is kind of get like hands on information from the fans. Yeah, you know, they, if they want to start listening to them, you know, this is the kind of thing that they, they need to be looking at. I think yeah, as well, you're right. You are definitely right. There's 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 been massive areas of improvement, particularly in the playing squad that have been made, and on around the pitch, and, and obviously the, the the way things are going in terms of the club and how they're advancing. Um, but obviously there is areas that that need improved and areas that need to you know to be brought up to, like you say, in the 21st century and, and be brought up to scratch a wee bit better and and. And hopefully the likes of the stuff that's on the Patreon, the woman's side, and obviously the stuff around, given given us as fans, a wee bit more insight into other people's journeys and, and other people's views and things on that. And, and again, I've mentioned this already in the last one, and, and I know she gets a lot of love, but I mean, Rhiannon and what she does with the, with the woman's side of things, opening up a whole new avenue. And Moses was saying about his daughter in, in the last one of being a ranger and about his daughter going along and wanting to, wanting to take her to a woman's game. And, you know, again, opening up that avenue for young Young girls to maybe go on and play for Rangers in their own right as well. Yep, I mean definitely. I mean that, and again, it, it comes down to um, product. Yeah. You know, it's all it's all about how the club package it. Are they, are they doing enough in terms of getting that out there? I don't think they are. I think they could capitalise on a much wider audience, but they don't. I mean, they're looking into avenues like MyJails and stuff. I mean, I'm a, I'm a MyJails member. I don't even know what I'm paying for half the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, there's my money. Take it. But, Six, 60 you know, stones points a week for... That's <laughs> the thing. Is, I, don't, I can't even log on to my MyJails. That's how <laughs> that's how warped it is, you know what I mean? But I know I'm paying for it. But anytime right. I try and log into it, it's like, nope. Then I've got to send an email. Send an email right. to who? Like I try to reset my password like three or four times. I can't do it, and it says that it does. It doesn't understand my my anyway, but they still take the money. I'm like, okay, and I see other people doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. So other people have that exact problem. So and there's not enough involvement with the club for the engagement that they should be having because they're mm-hmm. taking people's money. Yeah, Essentially, yeah. We're, we're customers. We're customers That's of it. the club. You know, we should be we should be a wee bit better treated in in some avenues, and in a way they should be maximising the 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 profit margins because there's so much more. I mean, the, we get fans like me. It'll just go, all right, okay, and yeah. and we're just put money in there, you know. But we don't engage to get that. We 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 getting it yet? You know, that's why. You, like when you look at the the pod, I don't I don't interact as much but I can I can log into something see about 20 things on the Patreon I'm like oh yeah. I've not seen that and obviously, and obviously a lot, all the money raised all the money we have done in terms of the live show so far and in terms of the Patreon it all it all does go and as you've heard plenty of times it goes to the former players benevolent club which is a huge thing that looks after former Rangers 
you know, players from the past and, and, and you know, we've talked about some of the people that's affected and, and, and in some way it's our way of giving back to the club in that sense. But before, listen, I, I realise it's 46 minutes in and I told you it's going to take about 20 minutes. So I'm just, I'm going to wrap it up very quickly with you, mate. Um, listen, just end of the season, we're coming, we're coming into the business end. It's been tight this year. It's been very, very tight. What way do you see us going towards the end of the season, mate? I think we'll, I think we'll, we'll, we'll be at a site soon. Uh, I think they, they, it'll come down to the games against them, and we'll know we'll know do that again. That's for sure. I think uh, there'll come a there'll come a point where something will happen, and this team will get the bit between the legs and the black. Do you know what? Let's push on. Aye. They'll crack on, and I th- I think we'll we'll win the league with about four points. Oof, I like that, mate. I like it. Well, listen, my man, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um. Thanks for sharing your your stories. Thanks for sharing your your memories, your love, your your ideas of the club. And obviously, it's it's great to hear such passion in your voice. But listen, mate, again, I really appreciate you taking up the time. I did say we'd take about twenty five minutes, and here we are, forty five minutes in. We could probably chat for another forty five minutes. Maybe. Exactly. That's 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 what it means to you, a lot of folk. Yeah. You know, we could just sit in there and keep talking, and, that's that's right, <laughs> and people are like, are they still going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, brother, it, it, like I said, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks again, and, and, and I always say this: thanks again for for all your contributions to the pod and, and being involved. And um, at the time as this going out, um, there might be another wee announcement about a live show with a couple of ex Rangers players. So um, I'll, I'll maybe fill you in on that very soon. But there will be a wee announcement coming out soon. Um, and again, Jay, thanks very much, my man. It's been an absolute pleasure and. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.